The G-Men Podcast brings you inside our community and lets you listen in on the conversations that empower men to win in life and business. Sometimes we can't wait for people to come to us. We got to go to them. Let's go. got to have critical thinking in a time of crisis. Be conscious of who you are connecting Any crisis, you got what? The brotherhood. What we're going to touch on today is the no excuse mindset. Because, you know, we have this second retreat at the end of the month and, you know, it's no excuses. No excuses. Like to those who come in, we not just completing the obstacles, we attacking them. We not just getting through the course, we going in. So if you get left behind, it's because you wasn't prepared to keep up. I know that sucks because a lot of us grew up where you've got a second place trophy that don't exist in life. Who want to be a second place husband? I don't. I want to be my wife only man. You know what I'm saying? So that requires some consistency on my part. That requires some leveling up on my part. Who want to be their child's second option? Because your child got a stepdaddy too, so they don't hug you first. It's stepdaddy around. Who want to be that person? But if we keep making excuses without knowing it, we're going to be that person, guys. So I want to challenge you guys that when you open up and you share, like share for real. You know, share from the heart for real. This, this is what we do in the G. This is what challenges us to change. And this is what challenges us to keep going. You know, when Coach K founded G-Men, he was creating a safe space for us to stop lying about what we go through as men. That's why so many of us for the past two, three years have heard about toxic masculinity. Because if men can't go and be vulnerable and be visible and cry and still get somebody to say, you still got to go out there and work. You still got to go out there and work two jobs. You still have to make the adjustment. Then all you get left is men not sounding, being, moving like men. And that's where that toxicity comes from. Because anything that's not in its normal state is now abnormal. Every, anything that's not being utilized correctly, being used correctly, manhood, then all you have is abuse, abnormal use. So what we try to do here in the G is be so vulnerable and so visible that we all can lean on each other as we grow. Because I can guarantee you this, you're going to start one, one way, but you won't leave the same way. So one of the things we want to make sure that you push towards 2022 with is that you are going to make no excuses anymore, period. That means if you got to lose weight, you got to lose weight. That means if you got to work two jobs, you just got to work two jobs. That means if you got to get to a retreat, save the money while paying all the bills, you just got to save the money while paying all the bills. It's just what's required. The problem is it's so easy to make excuses because with this thing called the internet, we go find the people who are going to listen. 
So I want to challenge you guys that as we do this today, as we carve out some time and share from our heart, that not only do you tell the truth about what you're really going through, what you've really overcome, who you're really becoming, but if you need help, ask for help. We got coaches, leaders, business owners, anything you need is in the house, as Mr. Jesse Ross would say, but too many times we don't ask. Last night I was hungry, and the way my kitchen's set up, I don't cook. Let's not lie about it. But on Sunday, my brother said he was going to cook for me, and Sunday I wasn't eating. I was fasting. So I was like, you didn't bring me no food. He was like, you was fasting. I was like, can I have my food now? My brother drove over to my house. Now, we do live in the same neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to drive far. He put the food in my fridge, and then he took a picture of it and sent it to me. Bro, guess what I had for dinner last night? The food my brother made, but I had to ask for it. And a lot of y'all are not making the adjustment to be vulnerable, to ask for what you need and, and to ask for the accountability you need. And that's why you yo yoing up and down in life. And guys, we, we don't have time for that anymore. You know you don't have time for that. You, you have to make these moves work and you have to make these moves stick. And the only way to get there is no excuses. Now, coach, as you kind of share on that, when you started to live by no excuses, even when Mr. Terry has you up, you know, five, six in the morning working out, you know what I'm saying? When you have to train for a marathon because you're looking real slim right now, you know what I'm saying? And you have to just face the fact that in a previous life you made excuses and now you don't have time for that. What was the shift that got you to right now? Uh, um, the, the desire for more, to be more, do more, have more. And to be more is for me as a, as a man, to be more for those people that needed me to be more. Uh, in my life. So that desire is, I'm sorry, that commitment triggered the investment. I'm gonna say that again. The commitment, like when I said I need, I want more, I had to commit to that. And that commitment triggered the investment. And the investment is, and I ain't happy about it, Guardian. I don't, I, I, look, I got out of training with Alfred this evening. Because I was, I ran over with calls and Kristen had to reschedule a call. I was like, Chris, I need you to call Alfred and tell Alfred I'm not going to be able to train tonight. But I was happy as hell. I ain't trying. I'm not, I don't like to train. I don't like to run. I went out this morning and ran about six miles and got it in. I don't like it, but because I'm committed, there are things that I have to do whether I like it or not. It's about facts over feeling. And the fact is that if I don't have the physical energy, the mental energy, the emotional energy, and the spiritual energy to go out and B, I won't be able to do, and I definitely won't have. So I, I want you to ask yourself, all of us, ask yourself, what do you want? Like, what is it that you really want? Gardy, you said there's certain things that you want out of life. And while you want to be free and run your own business, by being able to take this free money that they're about to give you on this job, you'll have the freedom, the flexibility to work from home. You are going to make a sacrifice and work the job while you build the business so that you can get to do, be, and have those things that you want. And all of us need to do that. I think the challenge, uh, Bernard, that most of us have is sometimes the commitment will get triggered, but the investment doesn't happen. And the investment can be financial. It can be physical, like I'm, with the weights, the running, whatever that looks like. It can be um, relational. Like sometimes you have to make an investment in your relationship if you're committed to being happy. Like whatever that is, like you have to be, put yourself in a position to say facts over feeling. 
I'm not going to let the way I feel affect the way I flow. This is what I want. This is what I'm committed to. And I am going to make the investment. I was talking to somebody the other day and um, they were saying that they had an opportunity to invest in a company, but they did not want to use their current finances. And, and I said, well, if you don't use those finances, what finances would you use? Anyway, it got down to the point where it was like, he wanted to make the investment in the company, but he, but he wasn't willing to commit to it enough to actually make the financial investment. And I had to share with him that in order for me and you to even be on the phone right now, I not only had to commit, but I had to make a financial investment that I did not have. Like I didn't have the money um, six, seven years ago when I had to pay CJ to be the coach. I didn't have the money. I slept in the airports. Everybody heard the story. Like I didn't have that. I had the heart. I had the commitment. I found the money and that investment has paid off. Now it paid off over a period of time, but it, it really came because I said I'm committed and I didn't just say it. Like I said, I'm committed. And then my actions followed that up. And so I got a question that I want to ask everybody. I had a question, right? Question. I want you to Matt, and I've been asking this question and I've been getting different answers, but I want to hear what everybody says. I want you to imagine yourself 12 months from now, one year from now. Imagine yourself one year from now. You might be a little lighter. You might be a little heavier, you know, whatever that, whatever that thing is. One year from now, right? What is it that would make you happy what, what is it that you would need to do personally and or professionally that would make you happy with your progress at that one year mark? Now, I'm gonna say it again. Picture yourself one year from now. What is it that you have to do personally and or professionally that one year from now, you're happy, Stanley, you're happy, Devin, you're happy, Art Mitch, with your progress one year from now? A year ago, I said, I need to get rid of these, these, um, I, I, I said the man boobs, but I used another word, uh, Guardian. Um, I said, I had to get rid of this joint. I had to get rid of the gut. And Alfred kept saying, well, you working out, but you got to change your diet. And immediately when I changed my diet, the hookup started going. And then I started adding in the exercise with it and the man boobs started going away. But it was because I said, this is what I want a year ago. And I now a year later, I can say that personally, I had to actually change my diet. Personally, I had to actually begin to exercise and work out. And personally, I had to do it on a consistent basis. And because I did that, I am happy with these results. So I'm asking the question to, to you on the call. Imagine you yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, you do it this way. I'll just you know, call on you guys and you guys just take yourself off mute and go ahead and uh, answer the question. I dropped it in the chat if you needed to see it again. We're going to start with you, Gardy. We're going to go over to you, Mr. Coleman. Then we can get you in, Mr. Alexander. So Gardy, Devin, and Stanley, first three. Yeah, uh, for me, it'll be like health, getting back in shape, um, you know, uh, rental properties, and um, just, you know, like, like being happy, putting in the work. Devin? Yeah, I want to be walking around at like 175 pounds. Um, I left a black belt on the table. I want to go and complete that. And 
business-wise, man, I want to be at six six. All right, let me let me jump in real quick and and Gardy and I want you to I want to come back to you and Devin. Right, watch the question. What will you need to do personally and professionally to be happy with your progress? Like that is a what action will you need to take to be happy with that goal that you said you wanted? What will you need to do the action personally and professionally to be happy with your progress during that time? Did that did, did, does that make sense? It does it does? Hey, Gardy, back to you, and then back to you, Mr. Coleman. So, what do you need to do, Gardy? What's the doing? The doing is the sacrifice, um, like sacrifice, like personal stuff, and to like like stay on track. And so you have to tell the boo, nah, I can't come over because I gotta wake up for the gym. Bro, I saw it in your eyes, Gardy. I see <laughs> it, bro. I know what it looked like. The yams. What's that? The yams. <laughs> Go ahead, call him, bro. The, the yeeks, the yeeks, the yeeks. I know what it is. Mr. Coleman, what about you? I got to reprioritize some things. Like, I got to make time to get back into the gym and do the work. Um, I got to stop eating late at night. I need to get into bed earlier because I'm finding out that I'm more productive in the morning time. And I need to get better at scheduling time to hunt new business. Good, good, good. So I want to share this real quick. I was in Denver this past weekend and um, I had to, uh, they asked me to, to fill in a gap. Um, and one of the things I shared with them, because it, it was a business summit uh, with entrepreneurs. Um, and one of the things that, you know, as, as, as I was listening to all of the presenters present and the, the audience ask questions, I heard like one common theme, right? One common theme. Um, people are not performing. Like there, there, there's a certain level of performance that must take place in order for you to get the things that you say you want and be the man that you wanna be. You got to perform. Now I used a couple of examples. Like one example was in 2013, I was, I was sitting in my garage at about four o'clock in the morning, twisted, drunk, um, from coming from the bar already. And then I had a four pack of the little wines um, that I used to stop at Quick Trip and get on the way home. And I had a pack of Newport and I was sitting in the garage smoking, drinking, and on the phone coaching people. Like not like I coach them now, just trying to tell people what to do because I've been drinking. And when I was drinking back then, I liked to run my mouth even more. Uh, at the same time, I would jump off the phone and jump on with my wife and argue with her about something that wasn't even real. It's during that time in my life where I was talking a whole bunch of stuff, right? And during that time when my wife said to me, um, and we all family on here, she said, nigga, you don't pay what you weigh. Because I had got into an argument with her and I was talking like, God, I was like, damn, you know, yeah, you talk when you get drunk, like you think you know. And she was like, nigga, you don't pay what you weigh because she was paying all the bills. She was making sure that the insurance was covered. I was not performing. I need you to write that word down, performance. I wasn't performing. And I asked her one day when I was sober, I said, do you still believe in me? And she said, yes, baby, I still believe in you, right? So I'm gonna fast forward once I stopped drinking and started getting my life together and started to producing a little bit more. I asked, I was like, remember that day when I asked you, uh, did you still believe in me? Um, were you telling the truth? And she said, nah, I was about to cut your ass. 
I need everybody to recognize something. You can get cut and traded if you're not performing. Because not only was I not performing financially, I wasn't performing as a husband, and I wasn't performing in my smash and grab. I wasn't performing in the bedroom. Like I, I wasn't performing across the board and not just with my wife. I wasn't performing as a father. I wasn't performing in any area of my life. I went and I was at, uh, we was at the Miami Dolphins and I was on the field with the players watching them play. And I saw coming out of the locker room, a whole group of guys in uniform. I was like, coach, who are those guys? He said, those guys come every Tuesday to try out for positions for players that are not performing. And he said, they do that all around the league. Every Tuesday is tryout day and cut day for players that are not performing. It was at the Buffalo Bills, Alfred and I, I did a talk with the Bills and after I was done, Terrell Pryor came up to me. It was like, coach, I wanna work with you, man. This is great, boom, boom, boom. We exchanged numbers. I was like, yep, hit me up later. Got in the limo to go to the airport, came across ESPN. He had just got cut. I called my man, the person, the, the guy that brought me in. I was like, yo, what happened? I'm about to start working with him. He said, coach, he wasn't performing. Right? Y'all heard me talk about my man of 40 years that I haven't talked to in about six years because when I made a change in my life, um, he, he, he still wanted to do what he did, but we didn't have the same things in common. So even though we grew up together and we got 40 years history, I have not spoken to him in about maybe almost 10 years. His wife called my wife just last week and had a conversation with my wife and said she about to divorce him. And the words out of her mouth, Guardy, she told my wife, my wife told me, she said, he just not performing. Your wife, your girl can cut you. Your kids can cut you. Your business can cut you if you're not performing. In order for you to get to that place where you want to be, I want you to ask yourself, what is my level of performance? If you had to grade your performance or scale it on a scale from zero to 100%. Now, some of us might be 100% in our workout performance because that's what you do, right? Some of us might be 100% at home. Some of us might be 100% with the kids. But I want to know in the most important areas of your life, what is your performance level on a scale from zero to 100%? Don't tell me like, I don't want to know. I want you to be honest with yourself and say to yourself, what is my performance level? In order for you to get to where you want to be, you're going to have to improve and increase your performance. Because when you improve your performance, it puts you in a position to get and experience the passion and the purpose and ultimately get some profit. Because once that thing, when you make the decision to say, yo, this is what I want, in order for you to actually get it to be happy with your performance at the end, I'm sorry, to be happy with your progress at the end of 12 months, you're gonna have to perform. So like we, a whole lot of us say, yo, I got to lose weight. Or like Stanley said, I got to gain weight. A lot of things that we want to do. What is What level of performance is it going to take? And that means having intention, making intentional practice. Now, the definition of performance, somebody tell me what the definition of performance is. What's the definition of performance? Anybody? 
entertainment. Act of staging or presenting a play, concert, or other form of entertainment, the action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. Yep, it's that second one. I just put it in the chat. The action or process of carrying out. I'm sorry. Let me, let me I'm, I'm Bernard, I apologize. I skipped over the two most important words. I need, let's hear each other, guys. The, the action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action or a task or function that you said you was going to do. So you need to act. You need to create your process. You need to accomplish. You need to get it done. That means it is going to take some consistency on our part and some level of performance to get to where we need to be. If, 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 if all of us, if our girls, our wives, significant others was, was you know what I'm saying, was next and they was having a conversation with everybody and we asked like, well, what's my man's performance? Like? Are you performing at the crib? I talk to Alfred all the time and, and Alfred said to me one day, he was like, yo, you said you want to do X, Y, and Z, but you ain't, your performance is not equal enough to what you said you want to do. And I think that becomes the challenge for us. Like there are so many things that we want, but because we have, and I talked about this the other day, we have, um, is this word Bernard, and I read it in this book and it's actually called attention residue attention residue, right? And attention residue, um, it says it was first advanced by Sophie Leroy, a business school professor. It said essentially attention residue sparks to the, I'm sorry, speaks to the molecules of your focus that you leave on one activity when you shift to another one. Every single move you make carries a creative cost with it. So attention residue, is the residue that you leave on one activity when you shift to another one. And what happens is, if we think about performance and the definition of performance, it says the act of accomplishing. So if we're going from one thing to another and we have attention residue, we're not performing because we're not accomplishing. We're jumping around from different things. So we don't have any focus. And it affects, ain't no different if you are having an intimate session with your girl, but you thinking about something else, you got attention residue, you're not focused on the job at hand, it is going to affect your performance. So in order for us to get to where we wanna be or be happy with our progress in 12 months, in order for the commitment to trigger that investment, everything centers around performance. And what I told the group in Denver was, it doesn't matter what it is that you say out of your mouth. It doesn't matter what it is that you want to accomplish. If you do not increase and improve your level of performance, you're not putting yourself in the best position to get it. Performance covers a whole lot of area. And look, it's easy. I'm, well, I'm not going to say it's easy. It's possible 
for all of us to increase our performance. We got to pick an area that we all just said, like, what is, what do you need to, what needs to happen for you to personally and or professionally be happy with your progress? So if you say you want to, Jordan, you said you want to drop how much? How much weight did you say you wanted to drop, Jordan? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to drop like, like, like 50. 50 pounds, right? What does your level of performance need to look like? What is that percentage that it needs that, what does that need to look like in order to put yourself in a position to drop that 50? Consistency and dedication. What is your level of performance? Give me a percentage. 100%. Scale from zero to 100. It might not even need to be 100. You might be able to drop 50 pounds at 80% performance. But you know what it can't be? Zero. It can't be 20. It probably can't be 50 to get the 50 pounds. So we got to start doing math and measuring things up. If there's something that you want to accomplish, you're going to have to do something with your performance. Jimmy Pam says he wants to live a life of purpose. He's making the money. He's building. He's got the business. He's going to bring in his brother. And so he wants to have that purpose in his life. It's going to require him to increase his level of performance in areas that may be new for him. But because he's committed, that's going to trigger an investment on his part. And that investment is going to be putting the time, energy, effort and finances into developing his brother to take over the business. He's going to have to increase his performance. He knows how to do his job. He knows how to do the, the heating and the plumbing. That's easy. He probably performs at 100% on that level. But to stretch himself, to really hit the goal of being free to live his life for purpose, he's going to have to increase that level of performance in training his brother to run that business so it can generate the revenue and do good business like Jimmy has it doing now so Jimmy can live a life of purpose. Just ask yourself this question and be real with yourself. Where are you at in your level of performance? Be honest. I, I don't want to know. You don't have to, I ain't, you ain't got to put it here because we all need to just be honest with ourselves. And once you do that, you'll be amazed at what happens. So to answer your question, Bernard, for me, it was and still is increasing and improving my level of performance every single day. I told a client today, she was talking this morning. She was, and I was like, what are you doing to, to keep yourself competitive? What are you doing to compete every single day to keep that competitive drive going? That's why I registered to do the half a marathon. I ain't trying to just run a half a marathon. Like I ain't wake up smiling about that. I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to improve my performance. I'm trying to be better. And once we start to think like that, then we'll realize that, yo, the, the rugged maniac that we did, man, again, shout out to, to Matt Tubb, to Tubbs. Big shout out to Tubbs. Shout out to Bernard for walking with him. Shout out to Nick. Nick, I saw the video when you had that, that uh, cramp. I was like, ooh, they was putting that thing on you. But shout out because you made it. And then shout out to Jimmy Pants because Pam said, I can't do it because I got an injury that I need to take care of. He knew that he wasn't going to be able to go out there and do what he needed to do. But that don't mean that he's never going to do it. 
he's going to have the surgery that he needs to have. He's going to get out there and stretch himself. But we do the rugged maniac because what it does is it helps us level up our performance level. After that day, Tubbs was like, yo, I got to get in shape because the next one I'm, I'm going to do that. I got to be ready. Same thing with Nick. I'm sure. The commitment triggers the investment and the commitment, I'm sorry, and the want should trigger the performance. Hope I answered that, B. I know I took the long route. No, nah, no, nah, we, we, we all needed that. We all needed that. I want to say thank you to those who filled out the survey. Uh, to those who still wanted to do it, please do it. The feedback really helps us narrow in our perspective on how we give you guys what you need. Um, guys, look, we got trainers in the group. I have a 3 a.m. boxing class I got to take every day. Ask me if I like it. You know what I'm saying? Ask me how my, my jello legs get me from, from, from the studio to my car every morning when I'm like, bro, I still got the rest of the day to do. Ask me how come after this call I got to go to business school. Because coach taught me increase your what? Performance. If I go train, if I, look, if I outperform the comp competition, Giannis, chances are I get to pull, pull up in the drive-thru with, with the trophy that says I'm the guy. All I got to do is outperform people who are better than me. There are better players in the league than Giannis. But he outperformed them all. And guys, we know it works. But unless somebody gets in our face about it, unless our girl talking about cutting us, unless the job talking about cutting us, unless your child hugging somebody else first, that's, that's the only time as men sometimes we take it seriously that we have to up our performance. And what we're challenging you to do is start having a performance mindset. Am I getting better than I was yesterday? The guy who jabbed me in the face this morning, I tell you one thing, he ain't going to do it tomorrow. It hurt this morning. I thought he busted my nose. I was like, bro, I got to go in front of people. <laughs> like, you hitting for real. It's three in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I did not just come from the bar. I ain't ready for this. But I tell you what, them gloves going to stay up, Guardy, because hands down, man down, he almost took me out. So I have to up my performance because life can beat you guys. It's not deep. And one of the reasons why we put ourselves in these positions is because you need to know before the storm, before the next hurricane, before the next pandemic, where you stand. Because during the mist, bro, I have, a, I have a generator in my garage I never even opened. Why? So I know what I need because the last time power went out and I couldn't make the money that I'm supposed to be making, I was like, ooh, this ain't going to happen again. I just saw the neighbor put solar panels on the house. I was like, because ah. there's always another level, guys, but you have to own your SHIT and do the work. So when it's time for you to level up, you can level up. Or a year from now, I can tell you what's not going to happen. You won't be happy with your process or progress. And many of us, because we're being outperformed, we're going to be cut and cut from some of the teams that matters. Our families. Y'all, ladies can leave, y'all. And kid, and look, kids can grow up, move on, and never look back. But because so many of us think our roles, because they are forever roles, if your father is a forever role, because we have forever roles, you, you assume you'll always have a forever connection. 
guys, that connection is built on every single day. The relationship I have with my daddy, none of his other sons have. He just worked a bit differently with me coming up than he did with them. And now we all grown men, it's different. So don't betray your moments because you got something else that you focus on. Guys, every TV show is on demand now. You don't have to watch it live. Every football game, you can watch at a later date. What we do in my house is unless we're working out, we don't watch TV. That's how it works. It's a self-contract. You want to watch the show? All right, babe. Jim or treadmill in the garage? Which, where you want to watch it at? You know, because we got to get the work in, guys. We have, to, we have to get better as human beings. I don't want to hear any excuses. Because the problem with excuses, I'm walking a client through, I mean, a divorce that's taken half his money. And he got money to lose, y'all. Like, like, he did all the work, built the business while working the corporate job. And when he finally says, you know what, I'm at a point where I can transition off the job, his lady said, uh-uh, I'm at a point where I'm done with you. He done tried all the get her back, win her back, Barry White moments. She done, bruh. She like, Melinda Gates got a divorce. Mrs. Bezos got a divorce. I'm next. And I'm taking you for half. Uncontested, bro. They ain't had no prenup. And he rich, rich. Now, part of my job is to keep him from committing suicide. That's a part of my job because he's there some days, man. That bottle in his hand some days, man. And I got to knock it out his hand, bro. It's but I love something he said to me. He said, I was prepared for everything but this. And a lot of us prepared for everything. But what's that but in your life? What's that but? What's that one area that you have left unguarded, unchecked? That one area that you're not allowing people to hold you accountable in? He said, for 15 years, I was a horrible husband and I operated with impunity because I was making so much money. I thought another trip to Paris and Dubai would fix my relationship until she said no. Because they had to spend a year together in the pandemic, just like many of us. And they realized we don't really know each other or like each other. And now his marriage done. Right. The number's crazy, and he about to lose half. The houses he has to sell to liquidate those assets, to give up half as they divorce. And the reality is he was what? Underperforming. He was underperforming. Guys, I don't have to pitch G-Man strong. I know it works. I know it works. The men in G-Man, they ride with us for a reason. I love everybody to be on the Mighty Network. That's like $50 a month. Some people pay for the year. Some people pay for three years. However you want to do it. We want you connected because these conversations happen every day to people that's connected. And the people that's connected, they're being held accountable. They're being trained. They're being reminded. And they what? They level up. If you attended the retreat and participated in the Rugged Maniac, you know one thing. Your life has changed, and now you know where you stand. Guys, we have another opportunity this year. You know, me, I was like, Coach, nah, let's do another one next year. He was like, nah, B, let's push people. 
because here's where we're going to see the gap. Are they financially prepared to come 30 days later and afford to fly to Tampa and pay for a retreat? Because if you haven't been managing your money, let's be real, you've been exposed. And for those of us that aren't financially where we need to be uh, at the retreat, it, when you come, you know, we have a, um, we got a air, we got a big, a big house. We got an Airbnb. And so a lot of our daily act, all of our daily activities are going to be at, at that house where we can go out. There's a bunch of stuff, but if your business or your finances aren't where they need to be, take advantage of that mastermind type environment where you can get help, information, coaching on how to get your money right. Put yourself in a position. I'm all about not just managing what you have, but making more money. You need to make more money. If, you, if you're not in a position financially to do this, we need to make more money. Um, that's I love, Guardia, I love the decision that you made. And I know you ain't broke. I know you're making moves. Um, but now is nothing wrong with adding more finances to the finances so that now you can do even more. Um, but my wife <laughs> voluntarily said, without me even asking, she says, babe, I want to tell you, I'm thankful for Gina. <laughs> I'm, I've never had to sell... I've never had to sell G-Man. She says, no, babe, I'm thankful for G-Man. She says, because I see the gaps that are, that have, that have, that have decreased. I've just seen it. She says, and she says, one of the things that I've learned just from observing you, you know, she says, I've learned, you know, to be patient with your chameleon, knowing that it's, it's going to happen, that you're going to take care of stuff. But beyond that, she sees the value in it for the brothers who have yet to really make the decision to go deep with the brotherhood, get connected, stay connected and, and commit to evolving. So, you know, it's one thing for us to say it. It's one thing for you to witness it. But it's another thing where your woman say, yo, I want you to go. Not because I'm trying to get you out the house, <laughs> but because when I know you come back, something's going to shift. And for those of you, if you got a girl, if you've been married, if you're newly married, Brother Ernest, congrats. You know, it's the phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> so, again, man, it, 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 and again, I, 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 will, I will share a, a, a very unique story when, we, when we're down there. But I'm going to wait till we all get down there. And then y'all are going to be like, oh, hell no. Really? So when your lady starts vouching for G-Men. That's when you know it works. That's all I got, B. G-Men, that is our time. Thanks for going over five minutes with us. I love you. Not enough to, you know what I'm saying, I let you stay at the house or split up the payments, but I do love you. You know what I'm saying, the way my love set up is just a little bit different, Mr. Carter. Like, everybody don't love that, like, Barry White way. I just need y'all to know that. See y'all in Tampa. Thanks for being on the call. See you, Coach. You have been listening to the G-Men Podcast. Like, review, and share this episode if something you heard challenged you to grow and positioned you to lead. The G-Men community exists to allow men to connect through group coaching, training calls, online workshops, and location-based retreats. Join the movement at gmenworldwide.com.